Why won't the kids listen? You ask. There are many factors that influence a child's ability to do as told. In a series of episodes starting today, we shall unpack some of those reasons. After each episode, you'll be able to explore those reasons while you watch your child. So grab a cup of coffee along with your notebook and pen. You will want to be able to add to this arsenal of ideas as we explore over the next several sessions why don't the children listen. As you listen to the ideas presented, some of you will find all you need to make the difference that you wish for with your kiddos. And that is so great, and that's exactly what this podcast is about. However, some of you are going to say you want more and you need to go deeper in the journey of learning how to help your child. And if this is you, email me at helloatthelanguageofplay.com and we can book a call to discuss the options you have and how you can work with me further and directly. And as a reminder, during the month of March, I'm giving away a significant discount to the first three people to sign up. Before we begin, I want to read a review from Amanda Masterson as she gives five stars and titles her review. This podcast has helped me so much as a mom. And there I was four O's, so that's how I said so. She writes, I struggle with my patience with my kids, and this podcast has given me so many tips and strategies to use with my five-year-old twins. I feel like I can communicate more effectively with my kids after listening to this podcast. Definitely a must-listen for moms. Much love, Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. I'm proud of you. Thank you for listening and to be able to take what it is that you're listening to and apply it as you can in your home. It's not easy, but it is fabulous. That's what this is about. Are you tired of repeating yourself with your children or wonder why they don't listen? Are you frustrated because you wish your kids could communicate their wants and needs more clearly instead of whining or yelling? Are you plagued by the feeling that you cannot meet all the needs in your family? Hey parents, you don't need to stay overwhelmed and exhausted. It is possible to build strong family relationships and have boundaries that benefit kids. Hello, my name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush. I'm a mom, grandma, and speech language pathologist of over 25 years. In this podcast, you'll find solutions to get kids to listen better and build family connection, to feel confident in managing difficult behaviors, and help your kids build more language of their own. So if you are ready to communicate in ways that build deep, meaningful connection and create a more peaceful, productive, and happy home, listen in. Let's interrupt the way you've been parenting so that you can become the parent you want to be. If I had a nickel for every time a parent asked me how to get their kids to listen, I'd be rich, really rich. The trouble with this question is that it assumes there's one answer, but there are many factors that play into why this struggle exists. The struggle is real, you're right, and it persists when kids are small and into adulthood. Why is this? Over the next several episodes, we will discuss a variety of reasons. And if you have not gotten your pen and notebook, pause right now and go do that. And you will want to set aside those notes to add to, idea, to your ideas next time in the next episode. When I raised my children, sometimes I felt like I was talking to the wall. What was I doing wrong, I wondered. It seemed like they knew exactly what I said and what I meant. So why did I struggle to communicate with them? I thought I was clear. Was it them that refused to listen? Then I went to some of my continuing education classes for speech therapy, and 
I went to auditory processing. And this means, how well does your student process the information that they hear? So I was taught from a teacher's perspective how to get my students to be able to understand auditory information. That means what they're listening to. And when I went, I thought, oh man, I'm going to practice this at my home with my children. And in doing so, my eyes opened to the various ways that we actually break down in our communication. Was it being able to hear? Was it attention? Was it processing? Was it computing? Or was it the action or my vocabulary or the length of my sentence? And the list goes on and on. So today, we will dig into one area that can cause breakdown in your child's ability to listen and follow through. We're talking about attention. There are four topics that I thought might be really helpful in the category called attention. First, did you get your child's attention before you spoke to them? Many times we as parents, we are knowing what it is and are focused with our attention on what it is that we are doing at the time. When I'm making dinner and putting dinner on the table, and then I shout to my children, come on for dinner, they may or may not notice that I called them. Have you ever noticed that with your child, you can give a command and then you say their name at the end of the command, and when you say their name, they all of a sudden say, what? It's because their name caught their attention. So one reason that kids don't listen is that we didn't get their attention first before it is that we speak. So the first thing I'm going to say for you to notice is, is your pattern to talk with them in a different room, from a different room? Talk to them while their attention is on their blocks, on their phone, on their computer, on their video games? Or do you talk to them when your attention is someplace else? And if this is the natural case that you have gotten into a pattern of, no worries, we can change that. Get your child's attention by calling their name, and making eye contact. This might mean for your older children that you need to take the device. Well, I guess that's any age, isn't it? You might need to take the, the device or put something in front of the screen in order for their eyeballs to look at your eyeballs. And when you get their attention, then you get to speak to them. Otherwise, we can't really expect that they will notice. The second thing that you can do to notice your child's attention is to see, did you give them the message in the length of their attention span? The younger the child, the shorter the attention span. But with the use of technology clipping around and, and flitting in and out of all these different apps, our attention span as a whole has lessened. We, if we have an important message, if we have an important direction, then we need to make sure that we say that in the length of their attention span. When we're talking to young children, part of that length means the length of their sentence. So our littlest ones, we need to speak in a way that uses the words that they already know at the length that they are already able to compute. One trick to know what they can compute is by looking at what it is that they say. If you want them to follow a direction and you want it done right now, say it the way that they would say it. Coat on. Come now. And when they get older, if you notice that they're talking in telegraphic speech because they've been texting a lot with their friends, 
then you can give them a direction in telegraphic speech because that's where their attention span or their their normal functioning is on a regular basis. So when you really want your kids to listen right now and do as told, get in the length and type of communicating that they do in their length of attention span. The third thing I want to bring up is do they have distractors in their environment vying for their attention? Now we just talked a little bit about that with technology and it is very true that when we go talk to our kids, even if we make eye contact with them and we say their name first and then we make, and we make that eye contact, but the screen is still flitting colors and noises, part of their mind, part of their brain is still attending to that screen. So if there's a distractor in the environment, such as a phone or anything else, it's important to shut the computer or, or blacken the screen to be able to get their attention. It, you know, as parents, we, we also know that when our phone is pinging at us or if a video is going on and our children talk to us, we know what it's like to have our attention divided. It's even more difficult when our children are learning and have their attention divided. So it's very difficult for them to be able to follow through if the environment is vying for their attention. So we need to find a way, I challenge you to find a way to do that. And if you're talking to them while their environment is also talking to them, then you're competing. And the fourth thing, do they have internal distractions? This would be their physical health. How do they feel? Did they eat some food that uh, maybe isn't agreeing with them, or maybe they ate a bunch of sugar and, or caffeine or something like that. So they've got internal distractions. Maybe there's some emotions going on with friendships at school or sadness because maybe for a, a small one, they wanted dad to stay home or they wanted mom to play with them. Or or maybe for a teen, there's some depression going on in cycles. Maybe your your daughter's periods are coming and you've got different internal distractions all of us have mental dialogue that is going on, all of us. So when we think about our internal distractions, even as you're listening to me right here, right now, you have this little chirping in your mind that is a mental dialogue of, oh, I need to rotate the laundry or oh, don't hit that car because maybe you're listening to me while you're driving. I need to get the oil changed in the car. Whatever it is that you've got this little chirping mental dialogue, that also is an internal distraction. And you know, just like me, we have this going on that we need to learn to quiet so that we can pay attention. So for today, those are the four things we're going to look at for attention. First, did you get your child's attention before you spoke to them? Two, did you give the message in the length of their attention span? Three, do they have distractors in their environment that are vying for their attention? And four, do they have internal distractions such as hunger, uh, emotions, mental dialogue, any of those internal distractions? So if this has been helpful to you, super! I'd love to hear what was helpful to you. And if you want more, I would love to work with you to be able to figure out how it is that you take the concepts that I'm teaching and apply them to your child in your home. So if you do want more, 
direct help in applying anything you've heard in this podcast, email me at the language, uh, hello at thelanguageofplay.com and we can discuss options on how we can work together. So to wrap it up, today on this first day of the series, Why Won't the Kids Listen? Attention was our focus as one reason that a child is not capable of listening. Come back again for the series of other things that will impact our child's ability to listen and do as they are told. Remember, mamas, when you get behind the eyes of a child, you can speak in a way their brains understand. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you feel hopeful and want to hear more, please share this podcast with other parents that might want the same. I would be so appreciative if you would rate and review. You can also connect with me through the email found below.